I think there's so many people who want to have a great impact on people and, you know, conversely have a huge impact in their business, but they're not willing to get real and raw about who they are and where they're at. They're still playing the I'm perfect game. Look at me because they think that that's somehow more impressive than just being authentic. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. All right, so I am here with one of my dear friends and somebody that I've come to know and grow with and love ever so over the last few years, Amy Louise Cash, who is a coach, uh, but also an incredible woman who is someone who's so committed to the work and someone who has just blown me away with the level of intentionality commitment to self, commitment to opening up, commitment to getting back in the game. And she has created extraordinary, and when I say extraordinary, I mean it, extraordinary results in her life in such a short amount of time. So I wanted to bring her on to to have this conversation for you guys to really listen around what hyper-intentionality and commitment can do for both your business and your love life because she has created awesome results in both. So Amy, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so glad we get to do this because there's just so much goodness I want to share. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. And I just want to say thank you to you, Lex, because if it wasn't for you, the intentionality and the all the things I've manifested and created in my life may not be so. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. Like, honestly, that's how Amy and I met. For those of you listening, she came into the Bridge Experience in Brisbane, Australia, what, like three years ago now? It was uh, four years ago now. Wow. Four years ago. Okay. So four years ago. Oh, right. In January. And you had a completely different life. <laughs> I totally had a completely different life. <laughs> Like you were a hairdresser, a successful one at that, doing really well for yourself, um, but kind of lived this whole other version of yourself. So talk about who you were before you stepped into the room at Bridge. Yeah, so I was a successful hairdresser, very successful. I had, I mean, I was killing it in my business. However, I was so unhappy. I was very insecure. I cared what people thought. I thought, I mean, I so deeply wanted to be in love, but I also thought that men only wanted me for one thing. I thought I was only good enough with men for one thing based on a a sexual trauma that I'd been through at the age of 16. And I basically um, had put myself in this like self-made prison and I'd wake up every morning with extreme anxiety and I just was literally hiding myself away from the world. And I just sometimes didn't even want to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so real. You know, I think so many people can relate to that. I know I can even having a successful television career and music career and all of that modeling career in my twenties, I had all the things quote unquote, but was feeling so disconnected from myself. And There's nothing like no amount of money or success or fame can replace a connection with the self. 
And I think a lot of us try and chase it outside of ourselves. And we think maybe if I get more Instagram followers or if I get more money, then I'll finally feel better. But it's got to start within. Yeah, 100%. I think for me, I was, I, I always, the way I explain it is I was riddled with stories and beliefs about myself. Mm. And I also was asleep in my life. Like I actually didn't know that I could wake up. Like I really didn't know that. I thought that literally I had been given this horrible life and I just had to deal with it. I was unlucky. Like that's actually how I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you didn't know what was possible. No idea. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it crazy looking back going, oh my gosh, like so much was possible. I just, I had to walk through that door and I had to like do the work in order to, which by the way, the work is not always fun and we're going to get into that, but you had to step through that door and really enter into the great abyss of the unknown in order to discover what was truly possible for yourself. Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is when I booked my ticket to go to Bridge Experience, I didn't even, like, I thought it was going to be good for my business. (laughs) <laughs> and literally and I was like surprise oh surprise like, this thing keeps popping up on my Facebook oh, it keeps coming up oh. and I'd never invested in myself before but it just kept popping up and now when I look back it was like this intuitive hit and like spirit tapping me on the shoulder like this thing is for you like go to it go to it and then when I got there I'm thinking yeah it's going to be good for my business and then I walked in those doors and I nearly died because I realized it was like not about my business <laughs> you're like how do about I myself. <laughs> you're like, how do I escape as fast as possible yes, I had moments <laughs> like that in that room for sure <laughs> oh my gosh so good so for for our audience listening just to kind of give you a little precursor of what Amy has generated in her life she went from being a hairdresser in Australia to having a six-figure coaching practice in really less than two years. And you've now been a coach for what, three years steady? Yeah, like three and a half years now. Gosh, It's wild. With This is from somebody who had no idea what coaching even was. And (laughs) she also went from totally single, having all these like crazy beliefs about men and how she related to men and like how she would never really find a man to truly appreciate her to now being married to the man of her dreams. So yeah, like legit, you have created a lot of results very quickly. And to me, that is, it's directly related to the amount of intentionality and commitment that you've put into your life. So let's jump in and start with business because, you know, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that want to get into coaching, are coaches that are kind of tapping at that ceiling and they can't get past the $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 mark. And they really want to kind of scale and grow a bigger coaching practice to scale and grow their impact. So what are some of the things that you did that you think were instrumental in getting you from zero to six figures, but also like screw the money, you've created a massive amount of impact. You've done really well for yourself overall and just created such deep trust with your people, which I think is huge. Um, and that's really what's so impressive is you've done it in a short amount of time, but you've, you've built it with a lot of depth. So what would you think is instrumental in that growth? I think getting clear on why you're doing it firstly. And for me, like the why was so big that it, it like beat, beat the money in a way. Yeah. And so in the beginning, my why was so big, like I really wanted to help other people and 
you know, by sharing my story so vulnerably, like that was the key for me. It was the vulnerability, like showing up online every single day, getting out of my own way and getting unreasonable. Like you and Preston always say, like leadership is unreasonable. And I would get unreasonable with myself every day, show up even when I didn't feel like it, because I knew that there was people out there that I could support and help. And really like the vulnerability piece, showing up, firstly, knowing that vulnerability for me was setting myself free. Every time I was sharing something, I was creating more space in my own body. Yes. That's huge. At the same time, I was helping and supporting other people just by being real. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you go. No, that's all right. Like just on that topic, I think there's so many people who want to have a great impact on people and, you know, conversely have a huge impact in their business, but they're not willing to get real and raw about who they are and where they're at. They're still playing the I'm perfect game. Look at me because they think that that's somehow more impressive than just being authentic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it was, like I said, in the beginning, showing up vulnerably to set myself free and like create space in my own body. Cause I knew that that's what was happening. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, if I can show up vulnerably every single day, I'm going to continue to set myself free. And yeah. in the process of that, I'm helping and supporting other people. And so that was enough for me to keep leaning into that. And secondly, um, just being so unreasonable about how I showed up. And I actually was talking to somebody yesterday. They were asking, like, how did you build your business so fast? And I said, well, you know, like a lot of people are out there saying, you know, they've been in their business for a year and they're like, oh, you know, if this doesn't work soon, I'm going to have to try something else. Like, right. This isn't working. And I'm like, yeah, but have you done everything? Right. And they're like, well, yeah, I've been posting like maybe like three times a week and, you know, like I do a live here and there. And I'm like, well, you have to get unreasonable. Like when yeah. I did this and I really put it down to the way I showed up and I continue to show up. I, I post all the time. I do lives on all platforms. I'm like hitting every, like every avenue that I can Yeah, because there's people on every avenue. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I think that's a huge distinction to make is a lot of people, number one, have these unrealistic expectations of like, oh, well, if I do just enough, if I do the bare minimum, I should be able to scale. I should be able to hit five figures, six figures, seven figures in my business. And the truth is, is the bare minimum is not good enough. You know, you've got to really be willing to go out on the skinny branches because that's where the best fruit is, you know, and and 99% of the population is not willing to go out on the skinny branches because it's too much work. And, and I think that that level of unreasonableness and also that level of commitment to your why, like you said, it's not like you were doing it for the money. It's you were doing it to free yourself. So it was almost a have to like, this feels so good. I have to keep doing this because I'm liberating myself in the process. Yeah. And I think unfortunately, a lot of people get into the coaching business because they want the freedom lifestyle. They want to, you know, serve and, and do well with people, but they also want to try and make a lot of money on their own terms. And that's not a reason to get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And yeah, I mean, the 
being an entrepreneur is not easy (laughs) at all. (laughs) So, So you have to be like willing to go where you haven't been willing to go yet and get really uncomfortable and, you know, put the work in. Yeah. Like I really put the work in, in the beginning and I continue to now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the continuation is huge because they say it takes three years for a business to truly even start to hit some momentum three years. And you know, yeah. a lot of people want it in 90 days. They do. Or 30 <laughs> days even. They're like, why haven't I gotten results? I've been doing, I've been posting for a month. It's like, uh, cause you've been doing it for a month. That's why yeah. <laughs> you know? stay in the game long enough and maybe you will. Yes, yeah, very true. Yeah. So huge. Okay, so I love that. So number one, you said really focus on a powerful why. Number two is getting super unreasonable with your commitment and your level of dedication. What else would you say is something that was instrumental in helping you build? My environment. Mm, okay, and, so talk about yeah. that. So the people I surround myself with, the people I learn and grow from, having my own coaches like you and Preston, um, really, really creating like a, a an abundant, rich environment and finding people who are doing exactly what you want to do and then looking behind the curtain and like asking what are the steps you took to actually get to where you are and like learning from those people has been everything for me. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, I just, I love to celebrate in you because that's something I do myself, as you know, is I love investing in myself. I love paying people that are like 10 steps ahead of me and going, okay, cool. You've done it. Show me the ropes. And that to me is like the smartest thing to do. I don't understand why more people don't do it. It's like, if you want similar results, go find somebody who's done it and Mm -hmm. pay them for their time, show up, provide value for them. Like you staffed for us, for Bridge on your own dime. I mean, since as early as you could, you were like, as soon as I can volunteer for you guys, like, let me know I'm down. I just want to be where you're at. I want to see how this works. And that's massive is you made sure you were in the rooms you made sure you were showing up even when it was unpaid even when it was you having to sacrifice your own time or your own money because Mm -hmm. you saw the value in the return of that and that's something I have no like I love shadowing I love mentoring under people that to me is where the 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 sweetest juice is because you Mm -hmm. actually see behind the curtain as you said Mm -hmm. yeah so true and I love that you brought in investing in ourselves because really that has been the biggest thing for me. And, you know, the day I went to Bridge Experience was the first time I'd ever invested in myself. And then I worked one-on-one with you very soon after that. And yeah. I mean, I will never not have a coach in my life now Yeah, because I can't see what I can't see. And I will always need others to help me see, you know, totally. and, totally. and, you know, I know you ask this to people when they come to coach with you and I also do it too. Um, if someone comes and you're like, well, who's your coach? Yeah. <laughs> or they yeah. ask you questions and you're like, well, who's your coach? And I do that too because yeah. like as coaches, we we need to have a coach. Like yeah. it's part of being a great coach. Yeah. And as humans, we also need that because we just, we can't see what we can't see. And sometimes we need that person there to hold the mirror up and show us our greatness to hold the mirror up and show us like 
where we may be showing up ineffectively or to grab our hands and pull us through the mud. And, you know, you've been that for me so many times and I'm so grateful for that. And I would never not have that in my life. Totally. Totally. And I think that's a big misconception that a lot of people that aren't in the coaching space don't really even know to ask, you know, mm-hmm. is when, when you're looking for a coach, whether it's a business coach or a personal coach or relationship coach, you want to ask, who do you coach with? Like, who's your coach? Who supports you? And if they don't have an answer for that, or they're scrambling to find one, that means they don't have a coach. <laughs> you know? And truthfully, what that means for me, whenever I, because I hire coaches too, and I have no problem paying top dollar for the best in the business. I love finding out that my coach is getting support because it tells me that my coach has a level of humility and responsibility in the work. And to me, that is the most important thing and most important quality to have as a coach is that you don't think you've made it. You don't think you've arrived. You get that you're still human and you are willing to check yourself and hold yourself accountable in the same way that you're holding your clients accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. I love that you brought in humility because I nearly said that before, you know, coming into the bridge rooms and like, for me, it's like being a student, Yeah. like for the rest of my life, as much as I can be a coach, I also get to just continue being the student and learning and learning. Like I, I'm never fully there. I haven't arrived ever, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly what keeps life exciting. It's what keeps life juicy. It's what keeps life fresh and new is when you approach it with those new eyes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that come in with a very fixed mindset. I know what I know. I've got my certification or I've been coaching for five years or even one year and they think that they don't need a coach. And it's, it's shocking to me. People in our industry are like, oh no, I'm good. I'm like, Oh, okay. So you, you're enlightened then. Perfect. Okay, cool. So nothing to work on. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, I love that. Those are three really powerful, powerful tips for anybody looking to really take your business to the, or your life to the next level. Get intentional about your why, why are you doing it and, and make it Make it bigger than money because money's only going to motivate you so far. It's got to be something that truly lights you up, turns your soul on, and activates a deeper part of you that maybe you haven't activated before. So tapping into that why is so important. Number two, getting unreasonable and being committed as fuck. I love that. And then number three, environment is everything. Those are like three hands down must-have tools to build anything in your life, um, yeah. especially your business. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so, so just to kind of wrap up the business section, what would you say is one thing that you've learned from being a coach for any coaches out there that are listening or anybody who wants to get into the coaching space or people who are maybe considering coming out of the coaching space because they've had a hard time with their business? What's one thing you've learned in the last three and a half years that you wish you knew in the beginning? Hmm. That I wish I knew in the beginning. That would have maybe supported your growth or made made the journey a little easier or with a little less struggle. You know, what's coming to me is how we always have a choice. Mm. And for me, the biggest thing 
that has been my work in this life and will continue to be is choosing to believe that I am worthy Mm -hmm. of a successful business, of a successful relationship, of beautiful friendships, like all the things. But really knowing I have a choice to really create my reality and I get to choose to believe I'm worthy because I feel like that's a big um, block for a lot of people is like, deep down like yeah maybe the business isn't making money but what's behind that like there's always something that's like the block and yeah. often it can be that that belief in the self yeah that we can really do it or we can make it you know I love that and I do think that is a constant journey for for all of us I think if you're human you have some bouts of like, do I deserve this? Can I hold this? Like, what if I am successful? What does that mean? And it can show up as fear of failure or fear of success. But that worthiness piece is such a strong hold in yeah. so many people's lives. And I think you're right. Checking in with that on a consistent basis is so important. Yeah, because so often where, and this was a really big realization for me about a year ago, I realized I had been choosing to believe I was unworthy. Mm. in every area of my life for my whole life (laughs) Mm, until this moment where I was like oh I can actually choose to believe I am worthy (laughs) wait a second (laughs) I can choose to believe that what (laughs) what have I been doing for 35 years (laughs) yeah yeah but that's real talk and that's the thing like that's the thing about awakening is like the minute you have sometimes it's like the the most subtle distinction that will open up your entire world. Yeah, so true. <laughs> so true. I've had so many of those moments. Oh, I yeah. love that. So good. All right, so let's shift and move on to love and relationship. So you've had, as you mentioned in the beginning, you've had your own bouts with sexual trauma um, that you've worked through and continue to work through. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, you had a lot of underlying beliefs that it just wasn't possible to have a relationship that could be fulfilling, loving, and I I hate this word easy in context to relationship, but that feeling of ease and grace and somebody showing up for you. What shifted for you and how did it shift? And, And how did you take that same intentionality into the realm of relationships? Well, the first thing is, I always say this, I never gave up hope. I always had this like deep hope and vision for myself and I didn't give up on the vision. You know, like some people, if they haven't met someone and it's been like a couple of years, they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to give up on that. Obviously it's not coming. And when I look back, I never gave up hope. I look, I even like see my memories of my um, Facebook posts like two and three years ago. And it's like, oh, I can feel him coming. And like I'm, I'm writing these things. So I was like, I was deep in hope. And I think that hope is a beautiful thing. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping and desiring and wishing for what you truly want in your life. Yeah. Um, And so I, I would say like, that was the first thing for me, but getting really intentional in um, March last year, I sponsored my own ceremony where I had 35 of my friends come and sit around a fire with me and pray for my prayer, which was, to call in a powerful partnership. Yeah. And, you know, once I had that prayer, as we pray, like, you know, this too, it's like when a group of people come together and pray, their prayer is amplified. Yeah. And so 
I, I knew on my heart that that's what I needed to do. And I just followed the taps and I did everything I could. And I mean, it wasn't easy to put that ceremony together, but I did it. And I'm so grateful I did because then the next day I pretty much gave my prayer to God. And I was like, thank you. Here's my prayer. I've done the the hard work now. I'm going to give it to you. And then I listened to myself and what I needed. And it was actually interesting because um, a month after that, that's when I went back into the student chair in um, Extreme again. Yep. Yes, and, that's right. Yeah. And so I went back into Extreme Leadership, which is Alexi and Preston's level two. Which, by the and, way, guys, to, to really amplify how big that is, she's a, one of our coaches in that program. <laughs> so she's been a coach in that program for years. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to become a student again because I want to see what is also here for me at this stage of my life. So, yeah. 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 And, oh, my gosh, I remember the night before that I was, like, nearly vomiting in the toilet. I was like, <laughs> you know, even though I knew what was going on, I was still nervous because I, I knew the level up was coming, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I went back into extreme and then that unraveled like another layer of my sexual trauma, literally. Yeah. And yeah. so after that, I just um, really focused on myself and I, and I felt like I needed to go internal with my healing. And mm. so that's what I did. And so I, I really became unavailable for a relationship for from like April till August. So and I, great. I went so intentional and in that time I was in Peru and I was in a few different places like in my own healing and I got this message that I needed to heal my relationship with my dad before I would meet a man Mm. and so I came back to Australia I reconnected with my dad and um and I asked him a couple of questions and I got to realize a puzzle piece and the puzzle piece was that I had this strong belief Every time I met a man that I I really liked, I would have this belief, he wouldn't want me, I'm not good enough. And I know Mm. that that's like a belief for many women. Yeah. But I never knew where that actually came from. And so when I talked to my dad and I asked him a few questions, he told me that he, um, like I asked him if there was anything he would want to take back over his life. And he said if he could take anything back, he um, wouldn't have married my mum and he feels like he wasted 20 years of his life. And in that moment, I felt like, oh, my God, like did he regret having me and my sister and my brother? Right. And so I asked him the next day if he regretted, have, if he regretted having children and he told me he, um, he's never been maternal and that he just went on about not being maternal, uh, paternal. So mm-hmm. I left and as I was driving home, I realized that, wow, that's where that belief comes from. He wouldn't yeah. want me because when I was conceived, he didn't want children. Yeah. Yep. And so I found the puzzle piece and it was just like this powerful moment in my life because then two weeks later, I went back to the States and went to Burning Man and yeah. met Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, this is huge because not only did you meet him, but you actually got intentional because you saw him. Did. You saw yeah. him. And and what happened in that moment? Because I think this is really important. There's a few key things I want to just point out actually before you go into that. Number mm-hmm. one, you went internal. 
Mm-hmm. You essentially went into deep relationship with yourself, with your inner child, with a young girl who didn't feel worthy. And you said, you know what? I'm, I'm essentially off the market because I need to fall in love with myself in mm-hmm. a deeper way. Yeah. Not that you didn't already, but in a deeper way. And mm-hmm. I think we could all no matter what stage of the game you're at, no matter how much self-work you've done, we can all go deeper on our levels of communion with the true self. And I think you taking that time for yourself was massive Mm. in being able to do what came next. And Mm. so now you're at Burning Man. You've had this aha revelation with your dad. You've Mm. like dropped the puzzle piece in. Now you're at Burning Man for the first time. And you're practicing being self-expressed and practicing all the things that you get to practice at Burning Man, which for those of you who don't know, is an amazing festival. It is not just a music festival. It's art, it's community, it's expression. It's all the things. It's amazing. All the things. (laughs) All the things. Um, And this was your first time. So talk about how you intentionally created this moment with you and your boo. Yeah, sorry. So really, um, it was the second day of Burning Man and I really, I felt unavailable until that day. And it was the second day, it was a Tuesday night and I was with Preston and a few other people and we're riding along the plier and I just looked up at the stars and I had a conversation with Spirit and I just was like, Spirit, I'm ready, I'm open, bring me this man. And as I was riding, I imagined like my heart cracking open and I just had like this visualization about my heart and like the space that I had created. And we got to this um, like a music stage and we got off our bikes and we all started dancing and, and then Preston came over and he stood in front of me with his arms wide open and he gave me a big hug and he said, I love you, Ames, and I don't tell you that enough and I'm so proud of you and I don't tell you that enough either. And then he stood beside me and he was just telling me beautiful things about how you and him are so proud of me and like all these, this, these beautiful words. And then I just, I just was in this like high vibration really. And I was just so grateful and thankful. And so I I was saying thank you to him. And then we start dancing again. And then he turned to me and he said, you know, Ames, the man who takes your hand in marriage is going to be one of the most lucky men. And I was like, oh, thanks, P. And then moments later, he, Johnny, like my husband now, like walked into my space and he was maybe like five metres away from me. And I saw him and I just like, it's like my soul knew before I knew. And I looked at Preston and I was like, P, see that guy in the red jacket? That's my future husband. And P was like, go and talk to him. And so I like danced a little bit, like got the courage up. And I mean, there was a little bit of eye contact going on. And then I, <laughs> I walked, he was super subtle. Like he was pretending like he wasn't looking at me. I was just staring <laughs> right at him. You're like, <laughs> I can't no, stop staring. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked over to him and I just said, excuse me, I think you're really handsome and I can't take my eyes off you. And he was like, oh, he's like, I think you're beautiful and I feel the same. And literally from that moment on, we were inseparable for the rest of Burning Man. I didn't stay at my camp once after that. (laughs) (laughs) You abandoned our camp. (laughs) I did. (laughs) 
And, and, you know, I remember in like before Burning Man, Preston was like, yeah, you know, you might ride your bike out one night and then you might not come back for two days. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> like, so true. That's, that's such a Burning Man moment of just like, yeah. oh, I found these awesome people and now we're all hanging out. <laughs> and then literally that's what happened to me five days um, later. I mean, I went back and forth to my camp, but yeah, I really got so intentional and I, and to me, it was like all these puzzle pieces joined together. And I, in the process of that, which is something we work on in my Calling in Your King program is like getting super clear about what you want and need in a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, like, not just like, oh, I want a guy that's tall and handsome and someone funny. Like, it's like getting really clear on all the things you want and need and making them measurable, you yes, know? That's huge. And, and by doing that, like, honestly, I called this man into my life that is everything that were my standards in a relationship and 10 times more. Yep. You know? Even to the point where you're like, holy shit, I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> like, I was so impressed. Like, Lex, to, to, even to the point of when I got back from Burning Man and I was staying at um, your, your house, yours and Preston's house, mm-hmm. he came one night to pick me up and take me for dinner and we went for dinner and we're sitting there and he's like, um, so I'm just wondering, like, what are your standards in a relationship? Cause I'm just, um, wanting to make sure that I can be them for you. And yeah. I was like, I'm You're like hold on, let me pick my jaw up off the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I did. And I couldn't even remember anything. Cause I was just like blank. <laughs> right. You're like, did you just ask me that question? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> I love that. But that's a huge point too, that I think a lot of men and women who are single and really feeling the urge to be in their, in their partnership is don't settle. And I think a lot of times, and, and, you know, Preston and I use this metaphor quite a bit with our single friends that will come to us and be like, yeah, I'm dating this guy. And oh my God, he was so nice. Like he opened the door and he complimented me and he called me and we're like, okay, um, that's not that big of a deal. (laughs) You know, it's like the metaphor is if you have been walking through the desert for two weeks and you haven't had water, you will drink urine and think it's awesome. (laughs) And the the truth is, is if if you're well hydrated, if you're just at home and you're drinking eight glasses of water a day, like you're supposed to be, if somebody comes to you with a glass of urine, you're going to be like, uh, no. And it's yeah. not even a question. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's something that I think we all get to think of more, even in like with money, when it comes to making money and career and friendships and just anything in life is if your cup is not full, if you are depleted, if you are malnourished, you will be satisfied with such a low standard. Yeah, with such a low standard for yourself. And then you'll convince yourself that it's good enough. And then six months, a year down the line, you might be like, holy shit, that was never good enough. I was just completely malnourished. (laughs) Yeah, so true. And I feel like a lot of, I mean, I've been this woman in relationship before too, that where I have done that, like I've settled or I've just felt desperate at times. And, you know, and even like I, just thinking as you're saying this, there's been guys in my life where I'm like, I knew I didn't really like them, but I'm like, 
oh, but I could make this work. Yeah, yes, <laughs> totally. I've totally done that too. Guilty yeah. for sure. <laughs> so yeah, the no settling is huge. Yeah, and we we do that. We do that for whatever reason because we don't want to be alone because we want to feel valued because we want love. You know, human beings want love. We want to feel appreciated and valued. And sometimes we do that at the cost of our own standards and our own boundaries and what we know we deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. It's huge. All right, so let's let's circle back because because this is this is huge, and I, I really love a few key points that you mentioned. Number one, you got support when it came to love. You you called and requested all of your most favorite people to come mm-hmm. and sit in intentional prayer with you. Mm-hmm. to call in your person like how beautiful is that first of all yeah. it's like it's, one of my favorite days of my life like uh, it's just beautiful <laughs> and you know people in our community have done that to call in children and and all sorts of things and it's a beautiful ceremony and it doesn't have to be it can be however you want it to be but just getting intentional with a group of people around what you're calling in is huge and that requires asking for help, asking for support. So that's huge. I love that you did that. The second thing I I hear in this is really cultivating that relationship with the self, taking time away from the dating and the hookup culture and going, you know what, what do I actually need to heal before I can call in this person who is also healed? Because we're always going to call in a reflection of ourselves, right? So you took that time and it sounds like it was what, about six months? Yeah. I I mean, it was, it was pretty much like from my ceremony, basically. So from the March till the August. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good amount of time where you took yourself off of the dating kind of parade and said, I'm going to date myself and I'm going to be hyper intentional, go inside, heal the relationship with the inner child and ultimately find out that deep wound around worthiness Mm. That has to do with the opposite sex. Huge, 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 huge. Then the third thing I'm hearing, which I love, is that you gave it to spirit. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment at Burning Man when you're on the bike and you're like, I'm handing this over to you. Like Mm -hmm. I've I've done the work. I've been super intentional. I know exactly what I'm calling in. And now I'm trusting that you're gonna guide me. Mm-hmm. And you're going to guide him into my life and mm-hmm. we'll find each other. And my eyes are open and I'm here and you got me. Like, that's huge. That amount of trust where it's like, you know, we hear that, that phrase, the universe has your back. It's like, cool to say, but do you actually believe that? Yeah. You know, and that's huge. And you literally did that on the way to meeting him. <laughs> I know. And like, I mean, and I always say this when I was like, spirit, I'm ready. I'm open. Bring me this man. Well, I don't mean it you don't have to do it at Burning Man, but like, <laughs> and like, like okay. an hour later, he's, which is awesome. Like, you know what? You are so ready. You have been doing this work. <laughs> yes. And, and what I also hear in that is kind of like a step four is you match the vibration of love. So yeah. that moment that you and Preston had was this really pure, beautiful moment of acknowledgement and Mm -hmm. gratitude and like just feeling so acknowledged and appreciated Mm -hmm. in that moment by Preston and he initiated that but also you believing it Mm -hmm. right because it's one thing to hear it it's you know people get compliments all the time but did you do you actually receive it and you really received it in that moment I did and just to touch on that 
Um, it's interesting, and I've I've shared this with you before. Preston was a man that I like a couple of years back. I just really wanted him to be proud of me. Yeah, and but I never felt that he was, and I I always like yearned for that. I was like, I just wish that like I could make him proud. Mm. And I just really yearned for that. And a couple of years ago, I, I had this moment where I was like, why am I needing that so much from Preston? Like, I get to find that within myself. Like, I don't need to get it from another man. Like, I can find that within myself. And again, yes. it's like the choice to go there, you know? And, yes. And so I did. I, like, made this commitment to myself that, you know, and I mean, it's not something easy to do, but it was like doing the work to get to this place of like finding it within myself. Yeah. And I really felt like I did and I stopped needing it from him. And it's like I stopped needing it from Preston and then literally that day he stood in front of me and he said that to me. And <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I look at my life and the one thing I craved from my dad was for him to be proud of me. Yeah. My, my ex-boyfriend part of the reason we separated was because I never felt like he was proud of me. And so it was like, I was searching for this thing in every man that meant something to me in my life. Yeah. But I got to find that within. And it was super beautiful when Preston did say that to me because it just filled my cup so much, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's the point, right? Which I love that you're bringing up is not that it takes somebody else to do that. Mm -hmm because you did that work on your, on your own, you know, that was a part of you going in and really working with that inner child. And like, what is, what is my, my wounded self need that I can provide? So I don't keep looking for it externally. But the beautiful thing is, is when you do that work and it's sometimes the scariest, hardest, deepest, darkest work you can do because you really have to face off with the shadow. But when you do that work and you complete those aspects of the shadow within yourself, anything that shows up externally in your life becomes this beautiful bonus. Mm. You know, so Preston showed up and, and had this moment with you where he, quote unquote, finally gave you the acknowledgement that two or three years ago you would have killed for. Mm-hmm. But the reason you could actually receive it is because you believed it already. Yes. Because you did that work yourself. Yeah. And, and that, so I look at that moment and normally I would just be like, oh my God, and like cry and be like, oh my God, that's so nice. But I didn't. I just was like, thank you so much, P. And I was like really received and I was like, oh, it felt good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like this, oh, he thinks that of me and like, Oh, like, you know, it wasn't this moment of like an ego boost believe in myself. Yeah, exactly. And so, so in that moment, it's like your frequency was raised or, or reminded of the fact that you felt yes. full and complete. And I think that's so serendipitous that in that moment is when you like literally looked over and you're like, Oh, hi. Oh, hi husband. <laughs> <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> Yeah. And there you are. Okay. This is happening now. <laughs> and and that's that's some really key points that any of you listening, like even if you're already partnered, even if you're in a relationship, like you can still go through these steps within your relationship. You don't have to be single to do it. Obviously, if you're single, hell yeah, you get to do this. But even if you're partnered, you get to do this work. Yes. Like, so that's important. So huge. 
in fact, like, you know this, and for me, uh, Johnny is my first conscious relationship mm-hmm. and my last, I, I hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, entering into this relationship, some of my deepest healing is, is showing up now. Yep. You know, yep. like and it, and it can only show up in deep partnership. Yeah, like I needed him to come into my life for this to show up for me. Yeah, 100%. And that's that's the other thing, the huge misconception that I think a lot of people have is like, oh, well, once I get into a conscious relationship, it's going to be a, a lot easier because we're both <laughs> conscious. And it's like, um, yes, in some degrees. And <laughs> in other ways, you're essentially <laughs> meeting your healer and your teacher. Yeah. And, and your partner is doing figure. the same <laughs> Yeah. And the work gets deeper and there's a certain amount of intimacy and truly being willing to let somebody in that is required for that deeper healing and the deeper wounds to show up. Mm -hmm. And you can be single all day and be enlightened as fuck when it comes to relationships. The minute you get into a conscious partnership, there's nowhere to run. Mm. If you're truly allowing yourself to be seen, all your shit's going to come up. Mm. Yeah. It's like the deepest mirror we can ever have. Yeah. And it comes back to that vulnerability piece of like allowing yourself to be so vulnerable with that person to allow that stuff to come up and, and shine light on. Exactly. And then step number two with the business stuff, which again, so applies here is can you get unreasonable and be so committed to your own work within the partnership mm-hmm. that you don't just run when things get hard. Yeah. Cause that's so easy just to be like, Whoa, this is a lot. I'm leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Cherry. <laughs> so good. Well, there's so many gems in this conversation and that's why I was really excited to have you on and share you with my audience. Um, for those people who don't know you, I'm sure a lot of people already do know you because you know, you've been in our world so much. You've been a part of Soul School and you're one of our coaches in Bridge. But for anyone who you are new to, how do they find you? Where do they stalk you on the socials and all the things? So you can find me at my website, which is www.withamylouisecash.com. And then I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook, um, Amy Louise Cash. And I'm mostly on Instagram. I really love Instagram. It's If you DM me on Instagram, I'll always connect with you. Um, I'm there more than Facebook. But yeah, that's the main places you could find me. Awesome. And you do have a podcast as well, correct? I sure do. So my podcast is called Wake Up Sisterhood. And if you go to my website, you'll be able to find it there. Awesome. Or yeah. if you go to Apple Podcasts too. Yeah. And it's great. She, she brings on a lot of amazing guests and has really great conversations about all things, relationship, personal development, femininity, all the things. So definitely check it out. It's really awesome. Um, Amy, I'm just so grateful to have you on and just really just love seeing you flourish in life and just kill it. Because, you know, as I said at the beginning of this, to me, it's people that are committed to the work committed to themselves and committed to the service and the message that's on their heart. Those are the people that I always see succeeding and it's no accident. And I'm just really proud that you said yes to that journey and continue to say yes to that journey, because I know it's just going to keep revealing so much abundance in your life. And it just makes me so happy. 
Thank you so much. I honestly like can't thank you enough for how you have been such an impact to me in my life as a coach, a mentor, a, a friend, a sister. Just yeah, I'm just so grateful, Lex. So thank you for having me on and so happy to connect with um, your your tribe. Yes, awesome, awesome. Well, I love you so much. And for those of you listening, I love you as well. And as always, I so appreciate the time that you spent with us today. Time is one of our greatest assets. And I ask that you get intentional and aware about how you choose to spend it because it's one thing that we cannot get back. So thank you for taking your time spending it with us today and hopefully gaining some insight and wisdom that you can apply to your life. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, take a screenshot of this exact moment and share it with both myself and Amy. You can tag me at Alexi Panos and at Amy Louise Cash. Tag us and let us know what is dropping for you. What landed? What are you like? Oh my God, I so needed to hear that so that we can share you out with our networks as well. And if you've got 90 seconds, I would really appreciate you heading over to iTunes, leaving a rating and review of this podcast as it helps me get the word out. And as a thank you, take a screenshot of that, send it to podcast at alexipanos.com and I will send you back a super secret link to a bunch of freebies that will support you in your life, your love and your business. And all of this will be in the show notes. So check that out if you need to find any of that information or if you want to find more about Amy. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to unleash your truest self. This, I believe, is what will cure the many illnesses of our society is us truly awakening to our deepest truth, our deepest knowing, and our deepest wisdom. And I thank you for doing that and being on that journey within the self. And I will see you next week.